Hi, and welcome to another episode of that podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Bo. And we're joined by a guest this week, Amber Dale. Would you like to uh, say hello, Amber? Hi there. So, um, Bo invited Amber on, so I'm going to let Bo sort of uh, give a little introduction and ask her a few questions about herself. Go on, Bo. Yeah, so I, I met Amber on uh, a gig site uh, last year sometime uh, when I was trying to find some additional um, sort of like client leads and that sort of things. And in the past, I've used a bunch of different sites. Most of them have been horrible and have provided nothing but possibly taking $15 a month uh, for my paycheck. That's what I get out of them. Um, and one of the sites that I tried was a site called Code for Cash. Um, and it turned out to be behind the scenes um, a Slack channel. I think it was Slack. It was Slack, right, Amber? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think it is anymore, uh, but um, I don't remember how the, the conversation started, but eventually I, I reached out to a couple of people I saw who were active in the community, uh, just in, in that they actually responded to messages or were like chatting in general. Um, and I wasn't really getting a lot of anything at all <laughs> out of Code for Cash. Like it didn't seem useful at all. So I, I reached out to a handful of people. Amber was one of them. I said, hey, so how has your experience been? I see you chatting here a lot. Are you actually getting leads? Um, and so I'll, I'll let you jump in there, Amber, if you want. <laughs> so it, it sounds yeah. like you're... Yeah, so my it's funny that you say um, your experiences, um, these places being very good at like alleviating you of cash, because I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, so I <clears throat> was living in the Bay Area for quite a while, a, a transplant from various places <clears throat> in the United States. Um, and my husband and I decided to leave the Bay Area a few years ago. So we live full time in an RV and travel around the United States, predominantly on the West Coast, because we, we like the West Coast, although we did go back east to visit my parents. Um, and... I, I got the foothold to be able to do remote work with a client that I'm still working with um, in the Bay Area. And we just decided, hey, you know, if we're going to make it happen, we got to make it happen. So we just, which is very strange for me because I'm, I'm somewhat risk adverse, but I feel like this has been a fairly risky move to just say, yep, with this one, one little lifeline, we're going to hit the road. Um, and so during that entire period, to be honest with you, I was always like, I've got to find another client. I've got to find another client because I can't just be dependent on this one company in the Bay Area. And so I've joined, I don't even want to think about how many different groups um, trying to look for potential leads. And yes, that's how we met on Code for Cash. And it was a while ago. And yes, it was like participating in the chat group, trying to like just connect with people. Um, yeah. So that's a little bit about me, and you're right about how we connected. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think someone reached out to me on LinkedIn looking for a Python developer and wondering whether or not I was skilled in Python. And I was like, no, but I think I know this person who is. Uh, so I actually connected you. I think it's is it Ninjas for Health. Is that what they actually yep. go by? Yeah. Yep, Ninjas for Health. Yep. Yeah. So and I think, it, was it Django or was it just some other Python related no, it's. Thing? Oh, no, yeah, it's Django, which is actually what I am concentrating on. So it was like a perfect fit, and I am still working with them. So I appreciate that lead. It's really awesome. been a great gig so far. Awesome. Yeah, I, one of the things that I've been enjoying a lot about the the whole searching for clients thing is being able to grow a network and be a, like, I get as excited about finding something for other people as I do for myself. Um, although 
definitely the ones that are for myself, you know, help keep the family afloat. <laughs> but, exactly. Uh, but it, it is nice when you're able to um, find something that is a good fit for other people um, and be able to connect with them. So if, if I did get something really awesome out of Code for Cash, it was at least having that one experience of being able to get something well outside my network um, connected up with someone else. So that was, that was pretty yeah. exciting. Uh, some of the other sites that I've had a little better luck on, um, and I think we've talked about it on the, the podcast before, is CodeMentor. Um, specifically, CodeMentor.io is the, the URL. Uh, so it's not just generally CodeMentor. It's actually the name of the company. Um, and they're, they, they are really great for getting like little short things, uh, being able to like help someone debug a WordPress plugin for 15 minutes. Uh, and you know, I, I did That's the really short. That's is, really short. It is really short. <laughs> I was even like a week or something. Not oh, 15 no, no, it, it, they, they actually charge by the minute. Uh, so you, you Are set you your, me? no, wow. no. Uh, so it, it, it isn't for finding long-term gigs. So CodeMentor IO is not for finding long-term gigs. Uh, they do have some people who post some longer term projects. Um, you know, from this scale, we're talking, you know, maybe a couple of hours, maybe yeah. a week. Um, but this is on the main CodeMentor code site. Uh, I started to notice there was something called CodeMentor X. And CodeMentor X was something a little more in depth. So that's where you would actually end up finding uh, like the longer term projects. That's where they, they will actually act more as like a, a hiring agency where huh. uh, you work through them. So I, I I spent probably two or three weeks working to get into CodeMentor X, um, but I haven't actually uh, haven't actually done anything with them. Um, I did like four interviews, I think, for different projects uh, where CodeMentor hooks you up with potential clients. You do the interview. Um, I see. Yeah. So the the thing that I wasn't really prepared for was that it wasn't like CodeMentor IO plus plus where it was just longer term things. Uh, they were acting more as a staffing agency of sorts. Yeah, hiring agent, yep. Yeah, so uh, get, I spent all this time getting into it and I didn't realize what I was really getting into. And I, I don't know if it was the marketing that failed on that um, or I just wasn't paying attention. Uh, so that was a little odd for me. Um, I also have another uh, place that I used somewhat successfully in the past, which is gun.io. Have you heard of gun.io? Yeah, I'm actually, I, I'm, I guess, quote, a member, but I've not gotten anything out of that either, to be honest. And I, I think on some of these, it's probably, I'm actually not sure, to be honest with you. I feel like I'm probably part of the failure. Um, they all, But they also all seem very much the same. Like, no one really is creating what I would call, like, I was really hoping Code for Cash would be a true network. Because, yeah. at least in the Bay Area, a lot of people say the way you find jobs is networking. And I think you and I both have talked about this, or at least chatted about it. I am, like, on a scale of 0 to 10 on networking, I'm, like, a minus 2. I'm just <laughs> really terrible. And I do think that is, like, a very powerful way of of finding work. I don't, but I'm on a remote basis, like I was terrible even like, you know, fixed in a town where you could at least get involved with groups and become social with people. I always felt I was too busy having too much to do and then, you know, wanting some time away from work, not even to think about more work. And in a way, for me anyway, networking with people that deals with what I do secularly is still an extension of work. Um, 
But on the road, I found it really hard. And a lot of these sites um, really, to me, seem like they're trying to reinvent the wheel rather than come up with a genuinely unique and creative and really uh, effective. Like that's, I, I feel like all of this stuff is just so ineffective. Um, that's the part that I also am, am having a hard time with. So yeah, I mean, like my meeting you by chance and then you by chance six months later coming to me and saying, Hey, are you still available for this, this work? It's like, wow, do I need to like have 250 bows out there that I meet? <laughs> and that's probably true to be honest with you, where then something somewhere, they remember you and they say, Hey, mm -hmm. are you able mm -hmm. to do blah, blah, blah. That's probably what it really will be. I don't know. I, I don't think, know. Um, I mean, what, how is, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Dave. Well, I was just going to say what you, what you said now about, uh, the effective part is the the interesting part for me because a few of these have sprung up where they've tried to come up with a unique idea. I mean, Code Mentor being one, uh, Bo said it was build by the minute and that's because its original sort of selling point was it was for mentoring. So it's kind of like a paid mentoring mm -hmm. thing where you'd arrange, say, half an hour a week and the mentors got paid. So it was build by the minute. It wasn't about doing projects. It was about, you know, your mentor just come on and help you for an hour, talk you through some stuff or whatever. And then, but what happens is, I guess it's just never quite big enough, so they devolve into being the generic recruitment agency that you mentioned. Um, and even things like uh, Fiverr.com, you know, um, that uh, that was supposed to be everything was five dollars. You know, for five dollars, I will do this. And that's now just <laughs> I a. I hadn't even heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I had heard of that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it started out crazy things like you know people doing voiceovers, five bucks. I'll do a voiceover for whatever you want. Or people do who could do good impressions of people. You know, for $5, I'll do a shout out in the voice of Hulk Hogan or something like that. Um, but now it's just evolved into basically yet another marketplace for gigs, um, more in the creative style. So Photoshop, uh, jingles, all kinds of things. And there's not, nothing's $5 anymore. It's all just, you know, so it, they started off with something unique and interesting, but really couldn't really make enough out of it. So they devolved into something more generic. And I think that's what happens with, with most of them. Yeah, I think that the, the issue that I had with gun.io is it was actually quite interesting. But just like Code Mentor, just like you're saying, Dave, that you know back then it was interesting because it was it looked like it was a highly curated list of potential gigs that they would post probably four or five a day the community was small enough that people could actually jump on them and communicate directly with the client. And it was really great. Like I, I, I liked that a lot. Um, I went away from them for like two years. And when I came back, it was like a completely different thing. Uh, Gun.io had become a Slack community again. Um, and uh, I'll be curious to find out if it sounds like Amber might be stuck in the same limbo that I was uh, for like a year and a half. For a year and a half, I sat in the Slack community. Um, the, the the gigs that would get posted were far and few between. Like there would be maybe one or two every couple of days, um, and they were often things that weren't in my wheelhouse. And it took me until I think January or February of this year before I finally went into the the feedback channel. And I don't want to call it a rant, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I I it was one of my longer you know five paragraph posts um, along the lines of what's the deal here? 
because this is not working for me. I don't understand how anybody is doing anything. Like, I, I feel like I'm missing it. I'm missing something. Huge chunk of this platform because what's the point? I sit in Slack and nothing happens. And I got someone reached out to me to talk to me behind the scenes. It was uh, Megan. Have you have you met Megan or seen Megan post things? Uh, I can't remember what her role is necessarily, but it's very much in interacting with you know the the developer side of things as well. Um, and the problem was that there's actually a, another layer of Gun.io that you have to um, essentially go through the same sort of process you have to do to get into Code Mentor X. <laughs> so it was a uh, Slack is just a holding bin. <laughs> Nothing is going to go there. Uh, but there's no marketing, there's no messaging, there's nothing. You, the first step is you get invited to Slack, and then you get lucky enough to figure out eventually after nine months that, oh, by the way, I need to actually go apply to a job, schedule an interview with someone from Gun.io. Uh, so, and I'd, I'd, I'd even done that. Like, I would get these job posts, uh, emails from them where they say, hiring PHP developer. I'm like, oh, cool. So I'd click it. And it was just like a generic thing. And at one point, I'd actually written them and said, hey, is this the same thing that I've already done to get into Slack? And they said, yes. But that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> I, I, I needed to submit to one of those, go through the interview process, go through like a coding challenge. Go, and in that process, I found out that on the other side of it was essentially Code Mentor X, where they were a staffing agency and people were working more or less full-time as developers for Gun.io uh, clients, which was not at all what I expected. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm not, I'd be curious to know what your expectation was um, on joining Gun.io um, and whether you've gone through any of those other channels or like gone through the next level or if you just got stuck in Slack like me and that was it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm trying to remember um, because I think they've also changed a little bit. Like I, I actually went through my deleted emails before um, joining our our chat today, and I realized how many of their emails I don't even open up. I just delete because they they send like these newsletters, and I think I read a couple, and I was like, I don't see how this is of value to helping me. It's just like maybe I'm being a little bit too direct in what I want. Like I don't want to mm -hmm. just read about some arbitrary subject that they decided is interesting to write to me about. So yes, I, I would agree with you that I think I'm unclear about what their process really is. Um, and I also think they change to be honest with you, because I've, I've seen emails go through that are like, I, well, it goes, I think actually to Dave's comment that everything keeps evolving. I think they start off in a certain place. I don't know that they're necessarily, maybe that channel was a way for them to build enough volume of people to reach out to. And it was all part of their plan to evolve into something else where then you have to go through an interviewing process anyway. I'm not so sure that, like you said, that that stuff is clearly communicated. And so, no, I haven't actually gone through on that. Like the one that I would say has been a slightly more fruitful sort of is another one called Moonlight. Have you heard of them? Moonlight? No. They, um, they are somewhere between your one minute. Actually, when you mentioned that, I now remember that, yes, I have heard of Code Mentor and the fact that that's what it was, was for these little brief snippets of time to get some help. Um, 
they moonlight is supposed to be targeted towards people that are exactly that they want to moonlight on their job they either want to work on the weekend they have a couple free hours at night they're willing to do i've gotten very few gigs through them also although it, it seems like they're probably growing because i i think i got an email from them although it might have been gun io but i don't think so where they're they're expanding they have now offices for real in new york and they're hiring a developer um which i looked into <laughs> <laughs> I saw that they were looking for a developer, not my, not in my wheelhouse what they're doing. Um, and I, uh, but what's interesting is like the one gig that I did see from them and I did have some communications back and forth with the potential client. I don't really think that was a part-time job. I think that was like more of a, a major gig um, to try to work with them. And then it petered out that went nowhere, but it's another group similarly based. You kind of have to join like as a member, not paid, however, um, and, and see what kind of leads you get. It's a very not, it's, it's a very much push type of thing from what I can tell, meaning if they push something your way, then you can respond, but otherwise it's just a vacuum. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're very puzzling. I, I think <laughs> the entire basis of trying to do this type of matching people to work is truly broken. I really do feel that way. I haven't even talked about LinkedIn because I know LinkedIn is supposed to be like the way to network and I'm probably underutilizing that quote unquote platform. Um, but I have been thinking about maybe I should start looking at it because these other ones seem very non-working to me and maybe it really is just me using like a LinkedIn search function to really look for leads and be a little bit more proactive and assertive in marketing myself rather than being passive, which is what I feel a lot of these platforms really are to the individual. You sign up, you hope you get something. Um, at least that's how they've struck me, but mm. I'm probably using them wrong. I think, um, I, I think I prefer if you can do it through LinkedIn and other social platforms, I prefer that way because you're in, you're in control. Whereas those platforms we've mentioned before, you know, they, that's it. It's their business to um, to match you up, and also that's where they make their money. So I I don't know. It just feels like they're always going to want to control part of the aspect. Uh, whereas at least with LinkedIn, for all it is what it is, you're still pretty open in how you use it. Um, you know, you can't market yourself on those on Gun.io and Code Mentor, Mentor. At least not in the same way you can on LinkedIn or other social yeah. platforms. I've been using LinkedIn yeah. more and more recently. Um, it still can be a bit of a mix. Like I, sometimes I'm a bit sort of like turned off LinkedIn when I see people posting what I consider to be Twitter or Facebook style things. I really don't want to see like, I don't know if you saw that trampoline thing. <laughs> Did you see it, Bo? No, I didn't. It's like a picture of a trampoline and it says tap it in the middle really fast or something like that. And it's not, it's just a normal link or something. It's just like clickbait. Yeah. Uh, but you know that's the kind of thing I expect to see on Facebook, like a meme. Yeah. Not not on LinkedIn. Uh, but I do. I have started using it more. It's definitely got better recently. Yeah. I so I like I I dived pretty hard into Code Mentor and Code Mentor X, and I was pretty excited to get into Code Mentor X. I thought that I I was going to be able to have access to different kinds of gigs, and basically like. Build my or like like sell myself to the list of gigs that were going to be there, uh, but that wasn't necessarily the case. Uh, kind of like you mentioned, Dave, they wanted more control, so I could see the gigs, but I would have to actually say I'm interested in it, 
and then they decide whether or not they're going to connect me <laughs> like the the platform does that's like, interesting yeah and and i i was i didn't i didn't expect that um so like for example i i couldn't you know i was going to put like a code mentor like click button on my homepage so that you could like hire me as a code mentor cuz you can do that mm. for uh code mentor io uh, but with Code Mentor X, there was no way to to point to my Code Mentor X profile to say hire me for your next job. So that like they're like I don't know like it was very. Is different. that paid? Is no, that paid? It's not. Them? No, it's not. But it was it was like twenty or thirty hours to do the um, to do the sample project that wow. that you have to do to actually get in, uh, for which they had automated tests that were completely non-transparent to you, um, that they would run your code against their tests and you would either pass or fail. <laughs> and I've known a lot of people who've spent a lot of time that, well, not a lot of people, I know a few people that spent a lot of time and were never able to get past it. Um, huh. It was really bizarre that it was it was a lot of work to get in. So I, I feel like it's uh, probably, it, like a lot of these are a lot closer to like top tell than I would have expected them from the outside. Like, the way that they've evolved is, you know, a lot of rigorous testing to actually get in. Uh, that once you are, they control the flow, and it's just it just wasn't what I expected. And with uh, Code Mentor, I, I, I think I mentioned this to Dave. Um, they dropped a strange bomb on the community about a week and a half ago. Um, they've rebranded Code Mentor X as Arc.dev is the new URL, ARC, ARC, um, and then the URL is arc.dev. And I, for the life of me, have no idea why. Like, I don't know if there was some negative thing that came up with Code Mentor X, Code Mentor at all, but like, what does ARC tell you, ARC? <laughs> Just like all of the branding maybe, that I... Maybe got sold off. Maybe yeah. they split. And they had to make a branding change as part of the split. I mean, I'm just conjecturing, but yeah, that seems like a random thing <laughs> to do. But if they split, I could see that happening. My gut feeling will be you could see Code Mentor disappear in the next six months or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, shut down Code Mentor. But if you've already broke off the the bit that you consider to be profitable, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't look as bad. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, Code Mentor IO is its own thing, um, but it is under Arc now. So Arc yeah. is the, the the main company. Uh, so if they wanted to drop Code Mentor IO, it's not it's not the Code Mentor, it's not the Arc name that's getting yeah, that's getting sold, sold or yeah, or, or, shut or down. not even sold, shut down more likely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that that happened just a couple of weeks ago, and it took the community of developers for which I'm a part of. Uh, I'm not doing anything actively with them, but I'm in the Slack channels and everything. Like none of the developers had any heads up. And in fact, a bunch of them had unsubscribed from the Code Mentor X emails, like the marketing style emails. So there was an announcement about four days or five days before they they pushed this change live saying, hey, in four days or, or whatever it was, we're switching from Code Mentor X to Arc. And so, like half of the developer community didn't even see that. <laughs> so uh, it was it's it's been interesting watching that whole thing sort of evolve. So I mean, it's still evolving, right? It's changing 
from where it was even three months ago. And I don't know. I, I, I've been sort of soured on all of these sorts of tools. I think, Amber, you shared a couple of others with me, like, uh, uh, what was it? Something vocations. Virtual uh, vacations. Yeah, virtual Honestly, vocations. those are, they do, they cost a fair amount of money um, mm -hmm. each month. Um, but I, they do let you also suspend your subscription, which I think any quality organization will let you do. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I actually still recommend them because I do think that they do a reasonably good job trying to go through, I think their combination of web scraping to get to job boards and picking things off, but also curating them to try to make sure that what they're sending you is, is pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, I, I still think that they're, they're pretty decent. Um, but nice. And I think we work yeah. remotely was the other one that you'd sort of yeah. recommended. There's a lot, there's a lot out there. They're just, it's like I said, it's just very ineffective. I find the process pretty ineffective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you going to stay then with the the code, the code mentor or the code X, the code mentor X? I'm already uh, arc, arc, yeah, arc, arc now something. Um, I think I am. I actually, I actually ended up with a long term contract uh, shortly after I got into both of those, um, outside of either of them, and that that's when it became very clear that now that I was on the inside, they were trying to find full time jobs for me, <laughs> and I was like. No, <laughs> I don't. Oh, I, I, that's interesting. I mean, because none of the jobs were like I was thinking where they were like 20 hour a week projects or 10 hour a week projects, or here's four weeks worth of work for you. You can do over the next month or two. Um, they, they were all like on the inside. They're no longer the, the smaller jobs that you, that, that you would see outside the inner circle, if you will. They were actual, they, they, they're actually staffing like full teams of people. They're looking, I think that, that gun.io was probably always that way. And I just never, like I was always on the outside. Um, and I guess originally they were like trying to staff full uh, scrum teams for people. So they were going to provide, you know, a product manager or product owner, uh, developers, UX people, like they were gonna like put together whole teams for people. Um, I wonder, so this is probably really a stupid comment, but I'll just throw it out there because what's really interesting is so code for cash. I don't, it sounds like you've kind of like maybe lost them a little bit, but they, he shut down the guy that started that shut down the Slack channel because Slack said that they were no, go, no longer going to provide free channels to people. And I don't know why he chose Keybase altogether, but he decided to move the entire thing onto Keybase. Like they literally did it in a weekend. I mean, mm -hmm. I watched it happen as it unfolded. Um, and I'm still there as part of Keybase, as part of his chat group. But he, as part of that entire transition, said that he is no longer going to be sending off um, gig information either. That was the whole goal or initially was to be able to say, hey, there's this gig, anybody interested? In that transition, he said he too is switching to a recruitment only because that is where they're making the money. So my my probably stupid comment is I'm just wondering like there's there's a trend there, even with our little our little bit of let's say knowledge or insight or experience. So I'm wondering if that's like just following a market, maybe with the job market and um, a strong, what appears, I guess, to be still a very strong employment market that people are more interested in employees and less interested in contractors. 
And if these models are all geared towards contractors, but that's not what people really want, <laughs> then maybe that's why all these things are shifting. Um, or maybe not. I don't know. It's just an idea. Because it does seem odd that they're all moving or that, and are the ones we're familiar with or mentioning here that they're moving mm-hmm. in that direction. And I don't think they started there necessarily. A code for cash definitely did not start there. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've kind of moved off of code for cash. There was, um, wh- whoever the person was that started, it seemed really like an interesting character. And, um, I think the, 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 the way that it was sold to get me into it, um, seemed to, uh, kind of go against kind of what he was saying about the time that that switch happened, um, such that I was, like, I didn't feel like I fit anymore. <laughs> I didn't, I, I, it became very clear that if I wasn't going to pay code or if I wasn't going to pay cash to cash for code, I wasn't going to get anything at all out of it. Um, you know, and, and that, that's fair if I know that going in and that was sort of, you know, kind of how it was sold to me, but that's not what was sold initially. It was come in where community uh, to help people get cash for coding. Uh, and yeah, so I, I, I kind of went went a separate way. I think that's actually when I invited you into that podcast Slack uh, because it became clear that not only was Slack going away um, for Code for Cash, but also I, I, I wasn't going to put any additional money into that project given kind of the return I had on on my time there. It just didn't seem like it was going to get me anything. Uh, same with Gun.io and the way that that started out. I didn't get anything out of it for over a year, but it didn't cost me anything. <laughs> but at a certain point, it's costing like brain cycles. You know, it's like it's taking yeah. my time and energy, energy to have this. Yeah. yeah, and if I'm not getting anything, like literally nothing out of it except being distracted by Slack once a, at least once a day to look to see what they've posted and, oh, hey, it's nothing except this random chit chat that has nothing to do with anything that's useful to me. Um, so I, I, I was ready to cut that off too, because I'm like, this isn't worth it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was free, so I, I, it, it lasted a lot longer than Code for Cash was going to. Hmm. So, what do you th- so it sounds like you're going to stay with what you've got, and there's no other real solutions out there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but right, right now, like I think my almost everything that I have, and I think that a lot of successful people will say this, like successful, I put in air quotes, is most of the gigs come, like the good gigs come from network. And I haven't had a lot of good gigs come from any of these sites. Uh, the one exception is uh, my current contract that I have, or my current client uh, that was originally a client through gun.io like four years ago um, they came back to me out of the blue after four years and said hey you worked for us once and we enjoyed working with you will you work for us again Um, so i did get one win (laughs) out of the last seven years uh, from these various sites where you know i've had a job i've done for someone actually turned into something more four years later Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I am I still have Gun.io. I still have the Arc Slack channel up. Um, I still check them daily because there's more chance that I'm going to get something useful out of them now uh, that I'm sort of into the next level or whatever. But I don't currently have the capacity to do 
the amount of work that they're looking for. Um, and again, that was sort of a surprise to me. I, I didn't expect that the, like getting on the inside of those, it was going to be looking for 16 week, you know, 16 month long projects full time. I just, that, that kind of blew me away that that was where we were going <laughs> once, once we got through that channel. Hmm. Well, I, I can tell you, I still need to figure it out. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. And to your comment, I mean, I actually did try to do a little bit of networking while we were on the road when we were in Santa Fe. Um, there's um, various Python and particularly Django groups that you can find in various cities that meet. And I probably need to do more of that with the, the problem is that we both like being in areas that are not exactly populous. So when you get into really small towns, like where we are right now, where there's less than a thousand people, it's not like they're going to have a Django group that meets every, you know, once a month to talk about development on Django. So I think that's been the challenge for me of like being on the road and where we choose to be isn't exactly good networking. So it really comes down to finding things online and I'm, I'm just being very challenged in that arena. Maybe I need to start my own network. <laughs> Hardware is cheap. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, I and have it be about networking. Yeah, let's ha let's start a, a a group for freelancers and contractors who want to find jobs, and then three years from now pivot <laughs> to, <laughs> to be a full recruiting uh, staffing agency. Oh, let's not. <laughs> it's not what I want to do. <laughs> but I All do right. think networking would be cool. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, you know, one of the things that we wanted to talk about when you came on was your your remote style of living, like specifically how um, you do that living in an RV. <laughs> but I think we, we might have to save that for another episode. Would you would you feel all right coming on to talk about that another time? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Cool. And maybe um, we can also talk about our challenges in getting uh, hardware up and running on a pod, you know, for a podcast next time too. Maybe next it'll be a little smoother. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about, or do you want to um, project you want to plug or anything like that? Yeah, I think we're all good. And thank you for having me on your podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Sure thing. How about you, Dave? Did you have anything? Uh, no, no, not really. Um, I've got a few questions about the remote stuff, but I'll, uh, I'll, I might jot them down in my notebook somewhere. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us, Amber. Yeah, thanks, thank Amber. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, we'll call this one a wrap. You've been listening to that podcast with Bo and Dave. You can find Bo on Twitter and Google Plus at Bo Simonson and Dave on Twitter at Dave Development. You can subscribe to this podcast and review it on iTunes. If you'd like to review us but don't feel like we've earned five stars, email us so that we can talk about your issues. You can also subscribe to this podcast with RSS from our website, thatpodcast.io. From our website, you can also sign up for our newsletter to get super secret extra content from Bo and Dave sent directly to your inbox like the music you can thank gorillo for allowing us to sample the track dust kingdom for our intro and outro you can find dust kingdom and other tracks by gorillo at grillo.bandcamp.com spelled g-r-i-l-l-o -L -L